Hello and welcome back to the 463 Podcast. I am your host, Jory Negan Schechter. You can find me on Twitter at Negan Schechter. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Jake Brandon and Zach Warden. You can find them both on Twitter at JakeBrandon42 and at Warden underscore Zach. Fellas, we are back. It's great to be back to talk more baseball. Before we get too deep into today's or this week's content, we got a bit of a hot take last week that we uh, kind of nailed. Zach, you want to tell us uh, just what we uh, knocked out of the park, figuratively speaking, last week? Yeah, coming out of the gates hot for us. Uh, calling for a manager's head and seeing him get fired five hours later. No Mohawk could save Joe Madden last week as he got the axe before his team could be enlightened by his Mohawk. I don't know, um, you know, the Angels haven't really been playing better since it happened, but we did come out of the gates within our first episode, one for one on our takes. Jake, if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy that he got fired, obviously. I think it was time for them. It's unfortunate that they're not playing any better, but they've got Rendon back now, so that should definitely help them. That's a huge, huge player to get back. Um, It's unfortunate that they sent down Joe Adele, obviously, because their player that they're playing in his place is Juan Lagares, and there's obviously not much potential there. So you'd like to see Adele get a longer longer chance, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, that, that Mohawk, us missing out on that Mohawk, is I think we're the biggest losers of this. You know, Never mind that Joe Madden maybe lost his job, but it's okay. You know what? I mean, clearly there was some need for change out in, uh, out in L.A., they obviously haven't been playing better, but you'd think that they'll probably at some point start to see their fortunes fortunes turn to a degree. I I mean, they're obviously the the number one example of a team that's that's running about as cold as you possibly could. But there's a lot of teams in baseball right now, two in particular that are screaming hot in the Braves and the Phillies, and we want to get into them and talk a little bit about how unbelievable they've been playing and. If there's any kind of under-the-hood stuff to make note of those guys, and Jake, I'll start with you. Let's let's look at the Braves because they're such an interesting case. Uh, they're been, they've been just unbelievable. They've won 12 straight now after last night's victory over the Nationals. They lose Ozzie Albies, but they're just an absolute wagon in, in every sense of the word. What do you make of this recent hot stretch for them? Yeah, five homers last night. The offense was super hot. Darno, Ozuna, Duvall, Swanson, Harris all getting homers. Harris is kind of the one I'm looking at. He's an interesting prospect for them. He's like Albies is out, so it's not going to help his playing time. Obviously, Albies plays second. Harris plays the outfield. Harris has kind of been platooning with the Duvall and then uh, and then Contreras as well, getting at bats in there. But yeah, Harris hit his first homer of the season last night, so that was that was really good to see. I'd, I, th- I see a lot of potential in him, and I'm interested to keep watching him. Zach, I, I also want to ask you about the their their streak in terms of, because we were chatting before we went to air, so to speak, that their schedule's been kind of interesting to note, given that it hasn't been a lot of tough opponents for them. It's been a lot of, you know, the athletics and, you know, the pirates were in there. Is that something that you're concerned about? You know, not not really. Like you have to beat the teams in front of you, right? It's it's tough to win in Major League Baseball, and obviously, you know, maybe it is a sign that they're not quite the wagon that they appear to be on this twelve game streak. But I think overall, winning twelve you know twelve games in a row is twelve games in a row it means you're a good team. 
Um, I think overall they've been scoring a ton of runs, which is great to see um, between their offense and their pitching. Like everything kind of seems to be coming together. And, you know, in, in a clubhouse, you can't beat a winning streak. I'm sure the vibes in there are immaculate. And going forward into, you know, the series they have coming up with the Giants and the Dodgers and the Phillies, they're going to be feeling pretty good about themselves. And, you know, who knows how those series would go if they came in, you know, winners of seven of their last ten instead of on this hot streak. That's definitely an important thing to note, just in terms of the the vibes are so good, I'm sure, in there that, you know, they're, they're going to go in and, and give the Giants or a good club everything they can handle, I would imagine, when that one comes up. Jake, you mentioned Harris. He's he obviously hitting his first homer. His calling card, I think, is is his defense as well. He's so exceptional out there. Is he one of the guys you think that's been a catalyst for this winning streak? And and who else has been such a huge catalyst? No, I wouldn't say he's been a catalyst. He's kind of just started to come around, but he's he's been playing well lately. the The catalysts have been Dansby Swanson and. Uh, and obviously getting Acuna back is massive. You talked about that clubhouse atmosphere. Acuna obviously plays into that. He's he's a player that plays with so much energy. Dans- yeah, Dansby's been unbelievable, playing good defense, hitting well with the bat. I honestly, looking at his numbers, I think it is a bit of, mir- of a mirage. We've seen hot streaks from Dansby Swanson before. He looks like he's breaking out. He, look like, he looks like this this first overall pick or whatever he was. I know we went, we went in the first round, but... Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be that top, top guy. He's a really solid Major League Baseball player. Nothing looks too different with his underlying numbers. I think the walk and strikeout rates are pretty even with his career. But yeah, obviously exciting to see him play play really good baseball right now. And it probably won't continue, but having him hot is obviously a good thing for them. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously screaming hot right now. He's got an OPS over 1,000 in the month. He's been their best player by by F4 I believe like he's he's really looked like something special and even if kind of under the hood like you said there's some concerns perhaps he's also so effective like defensively too he's he's a pretty good defensive shortstop right like he'll bring value one way or the other so he's such a such an interesting guy for them and also like you said he's he's kind of been up and down in terms of is he this guy is he not the guy it's just a really it's a really fascinating guy to watch. And the Braves have a couple guys like that, I feel like, that are that are really just I mean not in the same vein, but just like much must watch or must see TV. Uh, Albies unfortunately just gets hurt. Acuña's must must watch. Um Contreras. Uh it looks like we've got another great Contreras. He's got a he's been unbelievable to start. Zach, do you do you got any kind of thoughts on on the Braves and and how they're rolling right now? Yeah, you know, I, I think obviously talking a lot about hitters, I think their pitching staff has been a huge reason as to their success, right? Um, I'm not sure how much you guys are kind of into stuff plus and stuff. It's kind of a a ranking generated by uh, you know Saris and kind of the driveline team, and it calculates you know uh, a pitcher's stuff, right? And at the top of that list for starting pitchers this year is Spencer Strider. And it's not like he's at the top of the list. He's like 12 points above everybody else. So, I mean, and then you got a couple other guys on that list, like towards the top, like Kyle Wright and Charlie Morton, who I know hasn't been having the best year. But in terms of their, their staff, right? Like I didn't even mention Max Freed, um, Ian Anderson. Like those are five guys right there who can, you know, carry you through a season. You know, I think that they have probably one of the deepest staffs 
in the majors with the emergence of Wright this year and Spencer Strider, who, you know, you look at his start this week against Pittsburgh, yeah, it's the Pirates, but he had 8Ks, and, you know, I think he's going to really emerge over the next few weeks as kind of one of the top guys in the league with the combination of the stuff that he has and having that great defense behind him in Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. I think... I think the pitching is definitely the key for them. We talked a lot about their hitting over the winning streak, but the pitching is what's going to carry them this season, absolutely. Uh, that, that's great. I, I haven't dove too deep into the, the stuff metric, but that's great to see Mortensen still at the top. I was kind of concerned about him getting near the end of his career, near, near, nearing 40 years old, but that's great to see that he's still at the st- top of the stuff metric for sure. Yeah, the Braves, I think, have kind of almost always been a, a team with a ton of pitching depth. Even I remember a number of years back when they were all prospects, right? They're, they're so much of their so much of their prospect pool was comprised of these these high high talent pitchers. Wright is such an interesting one to me because he was really kind of he'd fallen off the radar. He was kind of so so, and then this year he's come around and, and been arguably their best pitcher. I mean, at least their second best, I think. He's he's to me, I think, the most interesting of all those pitches you named because he's just emerged out of nowhere. Yeah, I think he, um, we saw it in the World Series last year, right? Like he had that one start where he was pretty good. And I remember hearing that he felt like he figured it out at at AAA at the end of last year after his demotion. And I think one of the the reasons behind that is is his sinker. And he's been throwing it a lot more this season. Um, And, you know, it's, it's been, it started out a lot better this year, but like, I mean, it's holding hitters to a 213 average. Um, it's not getting hit for power at all. So I think that's kind of the pitch that he found out in AAA is the one that is going to lead him to this much success. And, you know, he's kind of come up and been he threw it a lot more at the beginning of the year. So I think he's kind of got to get back to that, to, you know, when he was looking like a Cy Young candidate through his first two or three starts. Yeah, and it's also interesting because the sinker ball is, it's almost like out of vogue, I would say because the game has moved so much towards just a, a fastball mentality and, and the sinker obviously will always have a place just because it generates such, you know, crappy contact, but that's so interesting that he's had so much success with that pitch. That's that's like his bread and butter, right? Eh? Yeah, I mean, it, like I mean in terms of stuff, right? Like it's going to be I think that's probably what's shot him up the the ranks this year in terms of stuff plus like he's you know, he's been really good with that pitch. Like, his curveball, he's been throwing his curveball more than any other pitch this year at 31.8%, and last year he only threw it 14% of the time. So, you know, between adding a lot more sinker usage, a lot more, like, a lot more curveball usage, I think that's kind of playing a big part in keeping hitters off balance and, you know, not only generating more strikeouts than he's ever had, but kind of forcing that weak contact, because now you have to deal with, like, three or four pitches with him. Yeah, no, super interesting. Jake, I, I want to kind of get some last thoughts for you on the Braves before we look at another team that's really hot. Just if you've got sure. anything to, to kind of add just to the, the pitching that they're they're rolling with and and just their winning streak as a whole. Yeah, I mean, we talked so much about their starting pitching, but we haven't even mentioned their bullpen. It actually ranks top in the league in war for the full season, which is which is so big. Having a big bullpen, having a good bullpen in the postseason is definitely one of the biggest things you can have. Uh Kenley's been amazing, AJ Minter, Colin McHugh, Jesse Chavez, getting Chavez out, out of nowhere last season, and then getting letting him go and then getting him back. 
it's great to see him back and pitching well. The one guy that actually hasn't been great is Will Smith. He's been so good in the past. He's been one of the best relievers in in baseball over the past few years. But yeah, definitely a bit on the decline there. The walks are way up. So I think he can still come back around. He's obviously a lefty. So having a solid lefty in your bullpen is, is huge. Yeah, no, a huge lefty. That's that's like integral to to any winning bullpen, and that's that's so fascinating because you know, the bullpen is so so prone to variance, right? But I mean, if this bullpen sticks sticks together and and pitches well into the later months of the months of the season, obviously it's you know it's June. We're getting past that kind of it's early point. Yeah. But if you can have a bullpen with all these really accomplished and really good arms. And then you combine that with a pitching staff that's really good. And, and you know, the hitting, it's got some names, right? Where, you know, this team kind of looks like, because they started slow, but they look like a real kind of bit of a juggernaut kind of coming here. So definitely they're going to be one of the teams that I'm I'm kind of excited to, to watch as the season progresses. And then there's another team that want to move to now that's been smoking hot is the Phillies. They, of course, fire Girardi and then proceed to just get screaming hot. They win, what I think it was because they went, they won nine straight, then they lost, and then they've been back to their winning ways. So I mean, the Phillies are such a fascinating one. It's almost like that's what the, uh, that's what the uh, Halos were going for. But I mean, they didn't pick up the wins when they fired their manager. So the Phillies, gentlemen, what do you got to say about them and and the success that they've been having? Yeah, I think for them, kind of, you know, we saw their defense cost them a lot of games early in the season. And, you know, I kind of mentioned it last week on towards the end of the, the episode. Like, I mean, you know, the defense is bad, but the offense is going to be so good. And when the offense is going, like, sure, maybe you're going to give up some more runs and it's going to hurt your staff. But, you know, we've seen Schwarber, Bohm, Stott, uh, Castellanos, Castellanos, excuse me, Harper, kind of all these guys kind of pick it up in the past few weeks. And when you just get a little bit of defense out of that team, they're going to go on streaks like this. Yeah, the the king of the uh, the king of the I pride myself as a man of faith, the uh, deep drive to left field guy, Nick Castellanos. He's been really huge for them. And then I mean Bryce Harper's like at another level. I know he's also been been pretty good. Uh, Reese Hoskins just had that walk off the other day. They've got a lot of really good sticks, AJ. Eh, yeah, I mean the defense is obviously concerned, and it was interesting to see them behind Schwarber and Castellanos in the offseason, Obviously, two pretty poor defenders, and then yeah, now losing Harper to DH only because of the UCL injury doesn't help either. But yeah, the bats have been coming around recently. Schwarber and Castellanos, looking into their advanced stats, they've both been pretty unlucky. Schwarber even more so. I think he had like around a 400 x woba. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see Schwarber start to hit, and yeah, Hoskins another guy too. That's that's been a bit unlucky. All, if all those bats can get going, that's you're gonna see success just like this, and they'll be able to go on winning streaks and and compete for a playoff spot. I, I want to dive into Schwarber a little bit because he's really fascinating to me. He's always been like a a guy that crushes the ball, but I really think last year with uh, with the Bow Sox, he really became like a really significant hitter and then coming over to the Phillies adding him this year he's been so successful eh? Zach is he like a has he elevated himself in terms of being like a like an upper tier guy with the stick obviously the glove is whatever but the bat would you argue to call him one of the better hitters in baseball or even like an underrated guy 
Yeah, you know, I'm going to do a little shameless plug here with my article that I wrote last week at uh, Just Baseball. I kind of went through some of the unluckier hitters in the league. And I actually did have Schwarber in an early draft of that as terms of, you know, one of those guys who has been underperforming his peripherals. Um, one of the reasons I decided to take him off was just kind of the K rate. And, you know, he's he's one of those guys who's, he's, you know, been awesome getting on base in terms of walking and hitting for power. Um, the reason I took him off is just a lot of strikeouts and not a lot there besides the home runs, I thought. So, you know, kind of one of those guys we're getting all or nothing right now. Um, I think he's an awesome leadoff hitter, to be honest. You know, he's not kind of your traditional guy, but he has a, uh, a 95th percentile walk rate. He has a 99th percentile barrel rate. Like, I mean, you can't find better guys than that to get on base and kind of get your offense started, you know. I know he's no George Springer at the beginning of the game hitting leadoff home runs, but he, um, you know, he, he's been hitting the ball incredibly hard, and the past couple of years I do think that he's kind of emerged as one of those guys that maybe is a little under, underrated in the larger scope of the league. That's so fascinating that you mentioned the the leadoff hitter part, right? That's, that's such a good kind of comment, if you will, because, yeah, he really is like almost like a he's, – he's both a – prototypical leadoff hitter and exactly the opposite of a leadoff hitter it's so fascinating i think but definitely one of the guys i think that's really interesting on that club and then of course they've got the other sticks that we've already mentioned in terms of castellanos and harper when those guys are all going jake where would you put their offense in terms of maybe we'll start with just nl wide or or even league wide whichever one you want to comment would you put them maybe top 10 top five even in terms of the bats yeah, definitely top 10. Yeah, just looking at it a bit right now. Def- definitely top 10 easily with, with the bats. They, they have a very good offense. Um, yeah, pre- like pretty similar to the Braves, honestly. I think the Braves set themselves apart a bit with the pitching, but but they, they can compete with the Braves offensively, definitely, with with all those bats going. At making all those ads in the offseason was huge. They lost Gene Segura kind of at the wrong time, unfortunately, because he was red hot, but they've got uh, Stott up right now, and he's been red hot as well, so kind of replacing that bat right there. I, I want to talk also a little bit about their pitching. I know that, as you kind of alluded to, it's it's not a strong suit. They do have some pieces, I would say. I mean, Aaron Nola, the obvious one. Is their pitching going to hold them back from being an actual team that competes later in the off, or later in the regular season, excuse me, or... Is that something that they could maybe address with a few pickups and fix that and maybe make a run at a playoff spot, you'd say? Jake, I'll, I'll ask you first, and Zach, I'll ask you after. But Jake, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, obviously the pitching's not horrible. Like they, they have two really good guys at the top, Wheeler and Nola. Wheeler's making a bid for the Cy Young right now. I think he's actually leading at all NL pitch, pitchers in war, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, two great guys at the top, and then it kind of thins out, but Gibson and Eflin are really solid pitchers. Suarez has been really disappointing, unfortunately. He looks like a fluke from last year. I was kind of excited about him. That's kind of why I was putting the Phillies, ranking them a bit higher than some people in my in my offseason rankings, but yeah, yeah, he just doesn't look like he's a true guy in the rotation. That's definitely somewhere that they could look to replace at the, the deadline, getting a, a better fifth starter. And Zach, in in your assessment, what does their pitching kind of look like then? At the deadline, is is 
is this a team that could go out there and pick up a guy and, and make a run or are they likely to fade? What do you see? Yeah, you know, I think they kind of got to keep up their hot streak because kind of the same same vein as the Braves, right? Like they kind of have a little bit of softer schedule recently. Um, you know, you take advantage of the Angels during their losing streak, kind of stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll put a trade out there for them that doesn't involve pitching actually with the, the Rays. I think if they were to add Kevin Kiermeyer. He could be like a super interesting piece for them, right? You had a little bit of defensive stability in the outfield. You know, he's not going to be the best bat for your team, but do, do you really need it when you got Harper, Schwarber, Cassianos, all these guys? And hopefully, you know, we see Bohm's stats kind of match his peripherals are a little bit better. He's been super unlucky as well. Um, in terms of the rotation, like, I mean, Wheeler is looking like a Cy Young again. You know, he maybe deserved it last year. Depends on how you feel about the Corbin Burns innings pitched debate um you know their rotation's okay I'm not it it wouldn't scare me in a playoff series you know like you'll get Wheeler Nola and then you're gonna go Kyle Gibson for game three it's not super intimidating and I it depends on how they want to deal too right like what kind of prospects are they going to be willing to give up they're not the deepest system you know we see Stodd up right now we see Bohm kind of making that that graduation and a lot of their their prospects are kind of far away in terms of their their higher level guys. Yeah, definitely not a farm system with a lot of guys you can, you know, pluck and send to other teams. But I I definitely think they're going to have to be aggressive just because they've they've put themselves in a situation where they're kind of in a win now state and you know, they're they're going to be gunning to to ideally win some ball games and win some playoff series. They're really, I think, a fascinating team in a in a fascinating division. The the NL East is, I think, just interesting, just given that the Mets are always the Mets in terms of you never know with them in terms of if things are going to go sideways. I mean, the Braves are a good squad. It's interesting. I mean, they could probably swing for that second wild card spot, or, or rather third, excuse me. But definitely a team that is going to be worth keeping an eye on in terms of how the next say month and change goes leading up to that deadline because of course there's only one deadline now so gonna be interesting to watch them all right i think that about does it for us we're we're running low on time but before we head off and before we sign off jake i want to ask you if there's anything you're looking forward to in the week to come in baseball yeah i gave it jay's pick last week as well looking forward to seeing them beat up on some weaker teams. I'm going to go with, with the Jays again. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the All-Star game voting, seeing Alejandro Kirk continue to be the number one vote-getter at catcher. So hopefully that, that holds up and we can see Alejandro at the All-Star game. <laughs> yeah, he's been so fun. I mean, yeah. watching his breakout has been unbelievable. Zach, what do you got for me? Well, Jake kind of stole my pick a little bit, uh. unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know, I think one thing that we talked about last week is the Jays being super hot and gaining absolutely zero ground on the Yankees. And this upcoming Father's Day weekend, we get to see if they, you know, they're hot now, see how they match up with the Yankees when things are going good for them and if they can maybe gain a little ground. Yeah, the New York Yankees really are they really are the evil empire this year. They look like an absolute wagon. I'm sure we'll be talking about them more as the season progresses. That'll do that will do it for us here at the 463 podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and we will see you next week.